Hello guys, Jack here from Jack Makes Happy Hour podcast. And yes, the rumours are true. We're heading back out on tour in May 2024. 68% of the tickets are already sold out, but there are still a few left at Edinburgh, Newcastle, Manchester, Birmingham, Leeds, Cardiff, Sheffield, Nottingham, Bristol, Bury, and our home city of Norwich. So don't waste any time. Grab your tickets today and come and watch me, Alfie and Robbie live. And me. Mainly me, Alfie and Robbie, though, isn't it? Yeah. HappyHourLive.co.uk. See you in May. The most honest Q&A ever, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Jack and Stevie answering the toughest questions yet. Dun, dun, dun. Nothing left off the table. This is a good one for you, Jack. Can you give us one last update on Peter Blexley, or has the communication fully stopped? Where to start with Blecko? What's the biggest gamble you've made with the show so far? Probably asking me to do it in the first place. Yeah, that was a big gamble, because you were... When do you boys think the podcast will end? (sighs) Can I be really honest? Yeah. Because that's the, that, that's, that's the point of this, isn't it? Yeah, that is the point of this, right? Like, I, apart from my house, this studio is the most expensive thing I've ever bought. Is Jack Mate's YouTube channel still active? Forward slash new videos coming in the future? Oh, I get sick of this question. Just because... So she was pulling her top up, yeah, and I've sort of knelt down. So I'm there, like, like awkwardly trying not to touch the boob. And then her nipple came out. Yeah? Jack makes happy hour. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, you lovely lot. Welcome back to Jack Mate's Happy Hour podcast. Still very, very in the midst of season eight. Um, We took a little we had Monday off last week, didn't we? We took one main show off. Yeah, which is pretty good going for a bloody group of lads that have been swatting around the country. Yeah, we did very well. We did. I enjoyed it. Um, it, 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 it I don't know why I can't talk, Stevie. You're right. No, tour's taken out of me. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. The worst. <laughs> no, it was brilliant. I loved it. But uh, what I meant to say is it is just me and you today. Yeah, so we're back from tour. We're going to be doing... Robbie's dead. <laughs> not dead, Jack. He's Alfie dead to me. Died. Alfie died. Alfie died. Robbie's dead to you. Right. Um, we're back from tour. We're going to do a full tour episode with Robbie uh, next week, I believe. Yeah. But around about a year ago to the day, mm-hmm. close enough, mm-hmm. you and I did an episode where we took to Reddit 
and answered their burning questions. Yeah, a little Jack and Stevie special. We've actually, this is actually becoming an annual thing. By chance. Yeah, we did this uh, a couple of years ago. You talked about some hard-hitting things, like your neighbour. Great. <laughs> a little bit different then. It uh, wasn't Reddit asking me about that. I spoke about me being a bit mental with my lump and that. Um, and <laughs> But but it, it, this is a chance for the audience to get to know us, right? But I think, in general, the outcome is everyone's just a little bit mental. Yeah, in their I'll own take way. that. I'll accept that. Um, so we don't know if this is going to be funny, sombre, because I actually don't know the questions that are coming out today. No, so I've you, you took to Reddit and basically put a post saying... Jack and Stevie and I, you're Jack. Stevie and I are going to answer all of your questions. And people put questions on there. There were well over 200, I think. Really? There was a lot of questions. Wow. I've gone through and just picked out a few. Mm -hmm. I haven't gone through that many because there were so many good questions. What's there? That's not like Reddit. There were a load of shit ones. Like, (laughs) if you had to sleep with two people Mm -hmm. that equally age of 30, what ages would you pick? that, That is such an easy question, though. Don't do it. But it is, though. How? Because the, the the point of the question is to very much put you in the corner, isn't it? And tr- like put you in a hole and you've got to try and... F- like, do you go, right, 25 and 5? No, because then you think with a five-year-old. Yeah. Right? So you just go two 15s. And I don't... I'm not advocating for that. But, like, that's the... Like, why would you go any... Right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the reason I didn't put it in there is so that we didn't have to answer such a stupid question. I would never sleep with a minor. Okay. <laughs> if, if you start a podcast and you have to say that in the first couple of minutes. You know, lately on Twitter, it's constantly going viral going, men shouldn't be doing podcasts. Yeah. White men take yeah. microphones away from them. Yeah. This is why. It's because we don't have our dad with us today. We don't have our sort of resident adult of the show, Robbie Knox. Yeah. Who... And I'm sat across the other side of the table from you. It feels yeah. a bit weird. But also I realise as I'm talking to you, I keep like realising the camera's there, which I don't normally do. So every now and then I'm talking to you and then I'm looking at the camera going, hello. It's <laughs> weird i don't know why so just to um just to recap questions from reddit if you're not part of our reddit community yet it's a huge part of the show now we use it a lot we were always over there responding to comments stuff like that we take a lot of ideas from reddit we interact with all of our reddit mods and our reddit users it's a great place to be we've currently got twenty-two thousand three hundred round sheep on there that's mad when i went on there this morning it was about must have been 8 a.m. Yeah. And I went on there to have a look through some more questions for this episode. And it said 71 people were online wow. at that point. Wow. And I was still in Nodland. He was asleep. <laughs> when the fuck? Why the fuck have you just called it Nodland? Oh, it sounds cute, doesn't it? When really I'm snoring and my ass is out. <laughs> so, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? No, I'm just saying. Like, I'm trying to make my sort of repulsiveness seem more attractive to the audience out okay. there. Okay. Um, so, yeah, go over to Reddit, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash jack, mate. Uh, it's a great place to be, and you can be a round sheep yourself. Oh, is that what they're called now? Yeah, 22,000 round sheeps. Oh, great. That's yeah. nice. They were like wet yogurts and shit before. Yeah, but round sheep's here to stick until we do a new tour. Are we going to do a new tour? Maybe that's one of the questions. Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> Stevie just looked at me and went, it's not one of the questions. And then I've gone, we'll find out. Well, we won't. <laughs> oh No, but just to put that to bed, like the round sheep was genuinely one of the best times of my life. We'll be talking about it next week, like we said, with Robbie. Thank you to every single person that came out. I do want to do a little apology as well to Brighton because I'd had a beer and I was in the toilet and uh, I was saying about how dead it was. It wasn't dead. It was just comparatively to the other 23 shows, it was... Dead. 
30 shows. There were 31 in total. 30 shows. 30 shows. I don't know why I said that. So the other 30 shows were a bit not less dead. But again... They were still lovely. We went out seven minutes after they got knocked out of the FA Cup. Yeah. And we'd had a complaint about the nonce music before we even walked out on stage. So it wasn't the greatest of nights for us. For anyone who doesn't know that, we will reveal that in next week's episode. But I'm blaming Solly March more than Brighton themselves. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. He had a great game until that penalty. This is pointless. Why are we saying this? <laughs> right. So we're not going to do an all quiet because it's just us two and we've been... I know together. what you've been up to. Yeah, we, we've been doing it, playing football. Children. <laughs> well, shut up. You'd fuck two 15-year-olds. Oh, fucking hell. I hope someone clips that. <laughs> if I have to fuck two, it's gonna be, they're both going to be 15. Oh, they will now, you bastard. Shall we move on? Yeah, so Jack and Stevie answering the toughest questions yet. Dun, dun, dun. Nothing left off the table. I feel like I need to start with a tough question now because I've what I've gone for is a mix of light-hearted questions, some that will be a bit harder to answer, okay. and some just silly questions. No, no, no. Start with a light one, like a little bit of foreplay. Do you know what okay. I mean? Okay. Just stroke, stroke, stroke the, the shaft for me. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> I'm stroking your shaft, Jack. With, were you shocked at how many girls were in the audience of your tour? Uh, no, not really, because I think we are quite inclusive. Um, I, I think our podcast can be for anyone. Sometimes we have a tendency to be a little bit vulgar. Laddie. But I think girls are vulgar as well. <laughs> all, all girls. No, nah, but I think like, I find that like when we do the lad humour, like, yes, it is funny, but we are kind of like mimicking lad humour Oh yeah, well. we're taking the piss out of lad humour when we do it. We don't truly feel that way when we say stupid no. things like up your ass or up yeah. my ass or whatever. I can't be a lad and talk about shagging a plush football. No. Or a mattress. No? No. Um, it's, 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 very, it's become very clear over the course, especially the last 12 months of Happy Hour, that I've slept with more inanimate objects than women. So um, lad humour is not sort of in my, in my sort of veil belt. We can say in your DNA. What's a veil belt? Well, I imagine it's short for conveyor belt. Right. Wheelhouse. I thought you were going to say it's not in my DNA, and then we, I was going to say your DNA is all over the plush football and your mattress. <laughs> You didn't okay. set me up for the yeah. joke the way I wanted you to. I, I was surprised at how many... Like, I thought a lot of our audience were going to be somewhat younger than they are. Yeah, we had a massive age range. Mm. Obviously, we, we limited it by saying you had to be at least 16 to come. Obviously, it wasn't a set-in-stone thing, so there were, like, 14-year-olds and whatnot came. But mm. we we had some 60-year-olds joining the party. Yeah, everyone's welcome at happy hour. Everyone can shag a plush toy. No, one, no, no one had to shag a everyone's plush toy. Everyone's welcome, though, if they want to. If you want to shag a plush toy and you're at home, do it. Don't harder do it women. at the tour. Harder for women. It's harder for women. Is it? Mount it. We had that confession <laughs> where someone someone said they. Oh yeah, some girl said. <laughs> some girl said. Some girl said that she used to uh, in, in first school. She used to rub on her chair and she didn't know why she was doing it. And later, she basically said, "It turns out I was just having a wank." I've just realised I know who the girl is. Oh, yeah. It's one of my Twitch viewers, and she came up to me after the show and was like, oh, I felt so embarrassed having to talk about that, and now I've actually brought it onto the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I'm almost on her name. What does that, what does that, do a Mac Bean version of her name? Um, um, Beth the Jury. God, her name's Beth. No. Oh, Meth. Yes. <laughs> it's a Twitch name, so it's not a real name. I uh, I signed a boob. Yeah, that was weird. Two. 
Yeah, I'll tell you the quick a quick story. Uh, we went to the stage door and met everyone every night, and um, there was a couple. I assume they were together because they were very forthcoming, and they were waiting to see me. I was having a photo with someone, but I couldn't help but overhear his voice. Yeah, and he was going, "Oh, and this is crass," but he was like, he was talking to his who I assumed to be his girlfriend. He was going, "Oh, he'd fuck you. He'd fuck you," <laughs> and I was like looking, going, "Would I?" <laughs> and um and then he went he went as long as i get a go on fiona oh so i was like what's going on here and it's very hard to take a photo with someone else when that's going yeah. behind you so i sort of said to them fuck off now i've got some better people to deal with. no i didn't yeah. and then they came they came up and then he went he went jack would you sleep with her in front of everyone and like so i'm sort of like lying and i say no this is lad humor now she was all right though okay irrelevant jack you don't need to say that would you penetrate there no no we got that jack why are you clarifying it in even deeper terms didn't mean to say deeper (laughs) it's not it wouldn't be deep trust me (laughs) but it would be like putting a pinprick in the canyon no actually no i'm not saying i I didn't sign her vagina so i can't comment on that but he then said would you and i went um come on mate i went that's weird isn't it i went that's that's weird and then he was like um can she went can you sign my boob now in the past i have signed boobs before bragging respect and um and uh so i said to fiona i went how do you feel about this does this make you uncomfortable she was like no i don't give a shit mate just do Does it not make you uncomfortable what signing boobs i can think of worse things to sign fucking posters <laughs> sign loads of those <laughs> no i don't mind signing a boob and um so as, so I, I i went i went yeah i can i can do that and then some other guy went Ask the age. And I went, oh, how old are you? She went 22. I went, thank you, mate. Went and shook his hand because he saved me. But then anytime I have had to sign a boob, and it's not been often I've had, had to, to sign a boob. <laughs> had to. Anytime I've had to. Oh. Oh. Um, oh. It's always been on the sort of top bit. So yeah, like the, that's the standard place, like when you see it in the TV shows. Yeah, yeah. She, this lady, didn't want that. She asked if I could sign her under boob. So that's that's pulling it up from the bottom. So she was pulling her top up, yeah, and I've sort of knelt down, nipple height, let me say, and she's pulled her top up, but but because where she's facing me, the crowd can't really see it because it's the boob furthest away, and she she so I'm there like like awkwardly trying not to touch the boob. With what, the pen. Why don't you just say no if you're going to be awkward about it? No, because I, I think it's funny to be awkward about it as well. I'd rather yeah. that than be like, uh, 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 do you know what I mean? That's great. <laughs> you sound like drum and bass for some reason. <laughs> but I, So I'm signing the boob and then her nipple came out. Yeah? And it was staring me in the face. And then I felt a bit uncomfortable because it's like, you could... But that's s- taking it to a different level. Yeah. That's like, if I just got my penis out, well, then you'd probably not be here right now. Yeah, I'd be locked up. Or would I? Probably. No, I wouldn't be locked up. Well, you what? If you got your penis out in front of a crowd no, of like, people if waiting... I, if I met like someone I love, like Deborah Mead, and went, can you sign this, Deborah? Yeah, probably. I, I imagine she'd... No, 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 cause, no because it was a <clears throat> it was a two-way transaction. No, there, I mean, there was no money involved, but she'd gone, <laughs> she'd gone, can you sign this? I'd gone, yes, and I signed it. What, so you're going to go up to someone and say, can you sign my dick? What's the next question? <laughs> Yeah, I'd be shocked if any girls come to the next tour. <laughs> is my answer to that one. I, I, I'll put it on record. I don't, I don't want to sign your boobs. 
So don't ask me to sign your boobs. But if you do ask, <laughs> you'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> me and Alfie just go, no. <laughs> I get so uncomfortable. Oh, God. Um, yeah, but your partners aren't there. Yeah, so I guess you turned to Fee and asked. It's weird. I did. I went, Fee! Like Why's that. Robbie doing it then? <laughs> no comment, should, Your Honor. Should I be giving a little shout out to their Reddit username? Yeah. I just realised. Like. So that question was asked by crazy underscore cat underscore lady. No, that's not, the, that's not the tit lady. It's the lady that asked the question. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who she was. She probably does have boobs. If it's a crazy cat lady, yeah, potentially, Jack. Yeah. Probably has eight of them, all little kittens. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for your question, crazy cat lady. The next question is from extension underscore berry 7783. Okay. Do I need to say the underscores and stuff? Nah. Okay, extension berry 7783. Is Jack Mate's YouTube channel still active forward slash new videos coming in the future? Oh, I get sick of this question just because... You're lazy. I'm not though. Like I, I really want to do it, but it's actually at this point, it's like a mental block. It's like, I've got so many good ideas, but if I upload them and I just see the channel's dead and it gets 20K views, although I appreciate there'll still be 20,000 people watching it, it's not what I used to get. And although it's nothing on the audience, it's more on me that I just let that channel fade out. I grew out of it as well. I grew out of it. It's like it's like saying, are you going to start wearing skinny jeans again? It's like, well, you anymore. there'll be a lot of people out there that probably love me in skinny jeans. Will there? No, but <laughs> but I just, I can't, do you know what? I've been thinking about doing a few videos. Alfie and I started scripting a new rank bank about somebody, but I looked into the person a bit more and I'm starting to see like, even though I think they're a cunt, I see the positives in them as well now. Yeah. So before it was like, oh, let's just ruin this person. Is it because obviously like I don't feel I, I don't feel great about the whole Zoella thing. No. Like I, I like the video still. But then that was never anything personally aimed. Nah. That was all very much aimed at an item. Yeah. But then Alfie Days as well. Like, I did multiple videos on him mm. and I'd never met him. But then again, that was also the thing with your rank banks is that you're not doing it's not like aiming personal attacks at someone. You're aiming attacks at something they've doing, done and said yeah. or which happens to most people. Like if you do something negative in the public eye, you're gonna get people speaking about it. Yeah. But then but then like it's okay to call people out and I'm not saying that I won't ever, that I'll never do that again because there probably will be a day when I do do that again. But I'm not perfect myself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm just I can't yeah, I can't be bothered. So I was going to do one about some this guy on TikTok, but um I've looked into it a bit more and it's not as bad as it first seems and it's just yeah. I want to do one on Andrew Tate fanboys. The fanboys themselves rather than the... I've become convinced over the last few weeks, I mentioned it whilst we were on tour, that Andrew Tate is a complete character. Oh, he is. For a long time, I was a bit like, okay, no, he's just a bit of a nutter. Yeah. But now his tweets, like I see his tweets pop up all the time now, and I'm just convinced it's not even real anymore. What's his at? Is it just that? Cobra Tate, I think. Cobra Tate. Cobra like, it feels like it's like a you, like a fake profile, just posting quotes all the time and stuff. And, like, just the stories he says just aren't real. I think he did one the other day about tweeting about, like, how when he was a kid, he used to idolise Batman. And he'd go, oh, Dad, look at look at what Batman did. And he'd go, and then my dad would say, that's nothing. Here's what I did. And I'm so sorry, but your dad didn't do anything about fighting crime as a vigilante. No. Dressed as a bat. Yeah. Like, and and obviously you wouldn't. That's not a negative. No. But if kids want to idolise superheroes, they can. Yeah, I, I get what he's saying, though. Like, I try and idolise 
your, your dad, but some people don't have dads. Yeah, and, and also, but also the wording of it going, it doesn't. He basically said you can't idol, you should not idolize superheroes, and then to be like, my dad said he did this, and like it's not going to be comparable, is no. it? No one can live up to the expectations of a superhero. I, 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 I love my dad. I think he's overcome some great adversity in his life. He had a rough upbringing, made some massive mistakes, but turned it around and brought me up with what I consider to be good morals and stuff like that. Uh, he's never been bit by a spider and now can swing off buildings. No, so he's boring, if anything. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck your dad. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Means a lot. But yeah, um, I will bring the channel back at one point. Uh, there's been loads of talk about doing like four skins videos with me, you, Robbie, and the other guy. And um, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Uh, just because I know he's editing this. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah but bringing bringing us all back with alfie and that like we still have the lost vegas tapes that aren't lost no they're very much saved can i be really honest yeah because that's, that, that's, that's the point of this isn't it yeah that is the point of this right like i i'm in a good position in life right with the podcast and everything like that, right? We don't charge people much ever for anything. Do you no. know what I mean? Like they can listen to the podcast free. Oh, yeah, like they can. Free, yeah. It helps if you get Spotify premium, but you can just listen to it for free. We've never really sold merch. No merch. That, well, other than the tour, yeah. Yeah, the tour we priced as cheap as we could. I think we absolutely smashed it as well. I think we can be self-deprecating a lot, but I think when it comes to it, we made sure that tour was as affordable to people as it could possibly be. Not only that, we've heard a lot of celebrities. Some of them we may even consider our mates. Some of them do charged meet and greets, and that's fine because they're at a level that are way above us, so they need to limit it and stuff. We didn't charge a single person. A lot of the venues said that our crowds were the biggest they've ever seen, and we stayed behind and met every single person, right? No cost. So this is my thought process, and I don't. people might not like this, but I thought about potentially doing a Patreon for content. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You've got most podcasts now have a Patreon. Yeah. And on the Patreon, they're just doing extra podcasts. Yeah. If we were to do a Foreskins Patreon, whether it would be called that, yeah. we wouldn't be doing podcasts. We'd be doing actual content. Yeah, like two, three videos a month. Say, say like max tiers, eight quid a month, but lowest tiers, two quid a month. Do you know what I mean? Like something like that. And and like, because then like, I'll be, I'll be honest, like I love making content, but I hate editing now. Yeah. I hate it. I've done too many years of it. I would actually have more motivation to sit down and edit those things and make them as good as they could, knowing that people, there's a demand for it as well. And even though the views would be considerably lower on Patreon, because only a small portion of our audience would yeah. subscribe. It's not about the views on there. No, it? it's not. And, and the people that are paying for it, like, you know, care. Yeah. Because they're paying for it. So... I wouldn't want to spend fucking hours and weeks editing like this Vegas video, put it out, and then you just get randomers. You don't give a shit about us going, that looks dead. That's a pathetic trip. Like, all your teeth. Because like, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's a really funny video. I've yeah. been watching clips back. like Because we do so many just sort of weird, geeky things. Mundane things. Yeah. Well, it's not even that but mundane. We, try to we are in Vegas. Yeah. Like, we are gambling and we are in the pool and stuff, but like we're seeing how long we can hold our breath for. And, like, <laughs> I, I was about to say, I, we're in the pool, but we're not cool about it. <laughs> I already know the edit style. I would want to edit it like a fucking, like the most G thing ever. Like, like the hangover. Yeah. All of the lights, all of the light, and then just ask The walking. most G thing ever, and you've come back with all of the lights. <laughs> so G, gangster's uh, paradise, mate, that is. <laughs> So well, maybe that's something we ask Reddit then. If yeah. we get Ren or someone to chuck on the Reddit, how how would people feel about mm. uh, 
Patreon that doesn't cost a silly amount. Yeah. But what you'd be getting is proper foreskins content separate from the podcast. Mm -hmm. As separate as it can be, knowing it's the same people. But yeah. like it wouldn't be podcast content. It'd be something that we actually go out and do shit beyond talking. I think there's a potential as well to on Patreon do it so they only pay when you upload. Oh, it's cool. Like per post or whatever. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want loads of people to come and and like basically subscribe to a monthly payment and then we're just busy one month and we can't yeah. provide that so it might be good to say look well like minimum we'll post is once every three weeks uh there'll be no more than two a month and it's four pound a content piece or something but we're not just talking like an eight minute video we're talking like 10 like an hour long documentary we're not talking eight minutes we're <laughs> talking, talking 10 minutes, baby littered with mid roll baby. all of the lights <laughs> <laughs> Are you in the market for a VPN? <laughs> <laughs> Love okay, so that was Jack's answer to his is his YouTube channel coming back. <laughs> Give me money is the answer. And I'll fucking come back. And he won't do it on his own anymore. Yeah. Okay, on to the next one from Hey That's Pretty Good. 96. Hey that's pretty good. 96. What? It's like a they had 96 at the end of it. Oh, right. Okay. That sounds like a radio station, doesn't it? Sounds like a Hoosier's song. Hey, that's pretty good. 96. <laughs> you got, got to remember the 96. Not the best lyrics. No. <laughs> but hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> okay. Where do you draw the line when it comes to banter between you both? Um, Where do you draw the line? I think we know the line, but it's hard to describe. Because obviously, like... Usually on the table. <laughs> drug drug humour. What? Oh, lines of drugs. Lines of drugs. They do it in lines, don't they? Who are they? Druggies. <laughs> <laughs> All of the lines. <laughs> um, where do we draw the line? I think I think we just had we'd sit and have conversations. I think when I've made jokes about your mum in the past, I've messaged you and been like, "Do we need to tone this down or anything like that?" And like, oh, I think we'll just know. Like you, you'll you'll make little jibes at my childhood and stuff, but mm. you'll never take it to a limit where you actually attack. The, like a specific yeah. i think that's where where a, a line kind of gets drawn yeah. with like making a quick jab and a joke at something can be funny but if you start to go into specifics that's where it then becomes more real yeah if that makes sense yeah I, I, well i just think it's like it's because we know each other you can say what you want it's easy to know what to say like you listening right now you'll have banter if yeah. that's how you choose to call it like yeah. between you and your mates and you'll know where a line is and you'll know when a mate takes it too far. Yeah. And you just have to hope that you're in a situation with that friend or close enough that you can say, you know what, I didn't like that. Yeah. But I, I don't think we've hit that for I a long... I don't think we've ever... I don't think no. Because I, I, I know, like, the, the worst things in my life you wouldn't joke about. And, like, yeah. I, I specifically don't aim anything at your health anxiety. Cause yeah. I, but that's not, not because I think I'm hitting a line there, because I think there can be jokes made about it. Mm. But my worry isn't that I can't make a joke about it. It's that I don't want your brain to then Think go on to that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, talking about it now could. So it's yeah. like, it's a weird cat, but I wouldn't make certain jokes that I know could trigger something. Right. And that, that's the thing. It's kind of like knowing each other's triggers. And also, I think because it's regular that we do do stuff like that. Like on tour, we had a joke that was very specific to like my upbringing. And then that sort of twisted round onto your upbringing. Yeah. But I think because we're the only ones who do it back and forth, when you make a joke about my mum or whatever, like I'm quite numb to it. Like I don't hear like, like not not that it affects me anyway, but like when you say something like 
I just find it as pure. You don't mean it. There's no, no poison in it. So it's like, I just, to me, it's just like you're saying like, knock, knock. Who's there? Like, it's just yeah. not a, it's not a thing. And then, there, but then there are things in our personal lives that the internet don't know about and stuff that we wouldn't joke about. No. Shit like that. So, um, we have been public with both of our things, although they're so so different. We've been public about it, and we've always said from the start, like, um, that if you know someone well enough, you can joke about it. It does pose the problem every now and then that listeners and there's only a very few of them where they feel like they can. Yeah, I don't well. think it's happened for a long time where a listener's tried to make a joke aimed at either of us, I don't think, no. about those kind of things. But it's, yeah, it's. I think between us, we can kind of say almost what we want mm. to a limit. But also, you just wouldn't make jokes about certain things to anyone. So, yeah. like, like, it obviously goes without saying, but you've never made a joke about Noah. Right. Because why the fuck would you? Yeah. That's mental. Because there's no comedy. There's in no comedy yeah. in that. So it's so it's like that. That that's where the line is drawn. If there's if it's no longer slightly funny, it needs yeah. to have humor in it. Yeah. And it doesn't become banter anymore. Yeah, hundred percent. I think our whole friendship group's good at that as well, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I think, like you can, you can learn a lot from each other as well because we're, because we're, we're quite, because we're all quite close as a four. Like, if ever I was to make a joke at Alfie that was, like, in really in bad taste, that I don't think has probably maybe happened once or something, mm. like, he'll just tell me. He'll just be like, yeah. oh, do you know what I mean? And then you can learn, oh, what do people like, what don't they Or like. at least another one of the mates might go, oh, you might want to... Yeah, like, there are some horrific that. things that I'd say to you or Alfie and people who are just on the fringes of our friendship group. Like, what the fuck? What, you what? And then <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's all right, like, yeah. it's fine. Um, but that's the thing you've got to be cautious of and careful of as well, like... I wouldn't make too many jokes about. Let's take your example. I wouldn't. Like, I know I started by saying neighbour, but like that. So so with that, that's subtle enough that no one who knows your story, no one will come into this episode now, and 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 hopefully anyway be triggered by it because I yeah. wouldn't want to offend anyone else. Yeah. Because I know you're not offended. So in my head, no one's offended, right? Yeah. And it's not really anyone else's story to be offended by. No. But I wouldn't want a. I wouldn't come on here in black and white say a joke that's so obvious in detail about it, in the hope that like in in the worry that someone takes that on if you know yeah. what i mean i think and again going to everyone who's listening to this now you'll probably be the same in your friendship situations you'll all be sitting there you know what jokes to make each about each other and then the the way to kind of know where that line is drawn as well is that i know i could make a joke to you mm. but i also know that if i hear someone else that's not in our friendship group make yeah. a similar joke they'll piss me off yeah so that's a weird weird thing as well and i know you've done it in the past with me where you've gone out of your way to kind of get police involved and stuff over people who have said rank shit to yeah, me because they're so saying it with intent yeah so that that's the main thing is if, yeah. if it's a joke it's a joke yeah and if it's not it's not but yeah only if, people if, if we fell out i would never the jokes are gone never make them jokes again yeah because then i'm anger. saying it with intent yeah, yeah exactly huh. daniel sloss i think said to us didn't he a couple of years ago if our whatsapp groups everyone's whatsapp groups were ever leaked we would all be cancelled in yeah. equal measure yeah because there's things we say on WhatsApp that we would never say on there. And hopefully they never get leaked. <laughs> well, there we go. A little bit more of a serious one there. Thank you from Hey, That's Pretty Good. Hey, that's pretty good. 96. I'll have the lights, I'll have the lights. <laughs> on to Will Weston Official. He says, congrats on the new studio, lads. Loving seeing the progression on the pod. How has the podcast adjusted to the new environment? What are the pros and cons? I imagine Jack now being closer to Stevie's filthy dog breath is one of them. 
You're not that bad. And you've asked that on the episode where I'm the complete opposite side of the table. Mm. So, Well, what's your biggest pro? Biggest pro is freedom. Yeah. I think, like, I'd, I'd say aircon is a joke. I fucking I love the aircon. I'm, I'm cold now. Oh, I was going to say I'm a bit too cold yeah. if anything yeah. right now. Um, so I do love the aircon, but that's obviously a bit of a running joke from the previous. I think the the biggest pro is complete freedom. Like, if we need to film an episode, if, if a big guest message you right now, I'm like, I can only do tomorrow, mm. we'll be here tomorrow. Yeah. We can do that. Obviously, aspect of life could stop that, but we don't have to ask anyone. It's just as simple as coming here and then the other thing is i do think obviously we've we've had a variety of good and negative comments about the the style of it but i think it is very happy hour it is a bit game showy a bit kids humory but that's kind of it's so in your face that it looks great on tiktok clips and it looks great on things that are just getting shared around Mm -hmm. and if anyone sees this even if it's muted like you could just see a video with no sound and people will instantly go, oh, that's happy hour. Yeah. And having that recognition, brand recognition is such a good thing. Yeah. And in the old studio, it was an incredible podcast studio. Mm-hmm. But I think it was very behind in terms of where podcasts are going now with visuals. Yeah. This this design, I, th- I, I love the design. I think it's got the sort of neon on there. It's yellow. It is, a, it is like a bit kids TV. Yeah. But then we are happy hour. We are... We're asking people their favourite sandwich. Like, I, there are some great sets out there. Like, the Side Plus set is brilliant like, and more mature and stuff like that. But that's not what we're going for. No. The thing is, as well, because we had two different companies basically make this for us. So we had um, a technical side that supplied all the cameras, all the software, all the computers that you don't see that are in the side room. And then we had Victoria Owen Creative, uh, Woven Creative on Instagram. She designed all like the aesthetic of it, which is basically just a three-panel um, set wall. And the great thing about this, and I'm not sure how the neon would work, but because this is a sort of removable piece, and so is the table, yeah, and that was the, the the less expensive of the two parts for a new series, we could always just get a new set wall in. Yeah, you, we've already got all the cameras, yeah, got, already got, got everything. All the, Every, all the all the lighting is wired in. Like we, I'm not. I I don't mean this to be like big headed or arrogant or anything. Like I think we can t- look at a lot of different podcasts, some that we'd call competitors, and we can take a lot from them. Like it was we make a bit a few jokes about the fellas like i like the fellas like they they they're fine guys like and their sets are incredible right yeah. so they they and they kind of inspired me right let's step this up now let's get a, get a new set but but what i will say is ours is tv quality like mm. tv production quality like it cost a hell of a lot of money for this like it's the the set the, the, the set might not reflect that because it might look a bit um a bit childish or whatever. Yeah. But all of that equipment out of here. Oh, it's the mental. lighting's rigged into the ceiling. Like it's it is there should hopefully touch wood going forward be no problems with with any of it. But um I'm over the moon with it. Uh a con I really got used to the old room and because the room was so dark, I felt like there was more capacity to have a more serious chat in there. Oh, so you we haven't had a intense conversation in here yet have we with with a guest imagine getting like a Raphael Rowe on and being like oh I was racially profiled in the 90s and went to prison for a murder I didn't commit and then it's like press the button (laughs) I'd say during the episodes though I kind of just blank out the fact that we're even in the studio like I just see the guest on the table beyond that obviously it's a big bright yellow table but like I don't really pay attention to anything around me when I'm talking to a guest like even talking to you now Mm. I know there's neon lights and the ball machine and whatever but like I don't focus on it at any point yeah I'll be interested to see us get get a serious guest on to see how that translates but um 
yeah, there's there's room to change the set going in, in a year or two. So overall, very happy with very it. Very happy with it, and thank you to the two companies that that made it happen. MVTJI. We go from Mufti. Mufti goes from so we've gone from oh great progression in the studio and the podcast to when do you boys think the podcast will end? <sighs> That's a tough one, isn't it? God. You made a joke on the tour every night. Yeah. Which is essentially saying every podcast has a shelf life. I think it does as well. Which yeah, of course of course it does. The thing the thing where a podcast feels like it's going to end you never know whether that's the end of the whole podcast, I suppose, or whether that's the end of a part of that podcast, as as we have with co-hosts in the past moved on, mm. and then you have with podcasts before. Mm. So I guess you, you'll know more than anyone the moment where you go, well, that's the end of the whole thing, or this is the end of a certain aspect of it. There's been sort of peaks and troughs. Like the the bit, I was a bit worried in COVID that it was going to come to an end because we couldn't get any guests. We didn't have Spotify back in us during this. It was just before that. I think. Yeah. So that like Spotify has given us that stability to know we can come in every single week and still get paid for doing it. We haven't got to go out and actively search for sponsors and ad reads and all that good stuff. So um, that's, that's handy. But going forward, um, I don't know. I think if we just keep keeping it fresh and the, there'll always be people to tell their story. There'll always be repeat guests. Um, as long as I don't do something horrific and I'm cancelled, people should still want to come on. Um, so I think it's got a fucking fair few more years in it. Like, look at Joe Rogan. Yeah, he's been going forever. Yeah, he's been going probably, I want to say, 10, 12 years. He is also better than us, so. Yeah, in a different way. I don't, I don't think I've ever listened to Joe Rogan and laughed. Yeah, you're not you're not there for comedy, yeah. I suppose. So. We are like the we are like the BNN version of Joe Rogan. Mm. I like as well, like BNM. We I was wondering what you were saying. I just thought I'd ignore it. Um, I like I like that we don't have loads of competition in what we do either because we are like we're different from the fellas like yeah. we do that they, they mainly stick to youtube kind of guests and yeah. stuff and obviously Andrew Tate. they have they have pushed out a little bit with guests but i like that like when stephen bartlett came in and did diary of a ceo obviously that's booming now and the guests he get are just ridiculous yeah fair play I'd, I'd be lying if i didn't want the guests he's getting yeah, for yeah. this podcast but i don't see him as a competitor at all because He's not what we do. He does mm. a very serious interview, very good. He's very good at it. Mm -hmm. And obviously he's got a big, big team backing him up to do that. And he's smashing it. But it, we could, with the thing I like about what he does is that if we were to get the exact same guest as him, like he had Ramesh Ranganathan, you then put, put him in this studio and it's a completely different pod. Yeah. So you're not going to have one person having to choose between, oh, do I want to listen to him on here or do I want to listen to it on that? You listen to both. Listen to both and yeah. you're going to get two completely separate episodes. Yeah. You, um, it's like... You know, I don't know why I've just thought of this, but you know when you go into a theatre and you see like like an old school theatre and you see the happy mask and the sad mask. And yeah. It's like laughter and tragedy, is it? Yeah. Definitely. I know tragedy. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. tragedy and yeah, humor yeah. or comedy. Yeah, something like that. Comedy and tragedy. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, comedy and tragedy. Yeah. Um it's like one Steve Bartlett's one and one's our one. And there's yeah. room for both. Yeah. There is room for both. Like I like I think Steve's podcast is brilliant and I've listened to it numerous times. I've been on it and um, I think it teaches you a lot and sometimes you do just want to feel a bit 
sort of somber and stuff and and the way he gets his guests to open up is incredible and he's a great interviewer but we do offer something different so i do echo that point that it's not a competitor who is our closest competitor i don't know because you've got you've got podcasts that are doing incredibly and obviously better than us you've got like your, the comedians are probably the closest aren't they but then they're all got such specific styles like parenting hell is very much based around being parents mm-hmm. off menu is the whole restaurant thing yeah so it's like our closest competitors are, are the more normal it will be someone like the fellas but then they get a different style of guests and they do it differently to what we do it as well so mm. as things stand we're we're quite fortunate that we do things yeah a bit we are a bit silly yeah but we own we own being silly we don't and people know that we are being silly purposefully yeah we're not definitely. genuinely stupid or no. silly well we just, i am but well yeah, yeah. But that's <laughs> i was trying to be nice to you there <laughs> yeah and 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 honestly like the numbers that we are getting on this show are fucking mental like on the spotify numbers are insane like it's it's cool to see like because I look at it each week. So obviously we pay attention to the episode charts. Yeah. So we're always top five in the episode charts. But I like seeing, we've been hitting twos and threes constantly lately. Obviously it's hard to get a one with Parenting Hell being so big mm. and then um, Joe Rogan mm-hmm. and Bartlett's obviously in there too. We so, had a one a couple months ago, I think. But I find it strange when like, I remember looking after we'd done the president episodes and the episode was just Stevie White has taken over and that was uh, hit third or something. I was yeah. like, there's no reason for that one to boom. Yeah. And then I'm looking at like guest episodes and they're booming. So it's like, we've got such a great main show following as mm. well yeah. that I thought we'd hit the charts higher when we're pulling in a big guest. Mm. Like obviously this Thursday's episode coming out now is going to be Jack Whitehall. So yeah. you'd expect that to do well in the charts, but we're still doing well without the yeah the, the fact the main shows get so many listens is incredible and that kind of audience and that sort of i've always always dreamt of having like an audience that that just buy into like the, the in jokes and the running theme and the, like like a sitcom like you you want to hear if robbie's put the bins out you want to hear if stevie's still got the hardest teeth like that kind of stupid yeah. shit like like it's it's all right doing the jackmate videos when I'm one one week I'm slagging off the F2 but the next week I might be slagging off some woman who's shagging her dogs and the yeah. audience might not correlate but here it's such a cliche and I'm going to cringe at saying it but like it is a bit like a community like yeah. a bit of a family feel because people were coming up to us at stage door and like so the reason we keep bringing up stage door is we've never had that close access to our, our listeners first actual like, interaction. in person yeah, yeah. so the, the everything that they said every, all, it was all feedback that i was taking on board like oh i love this joke i love when you said this i love this interview and it was all like uh, wow you really do listen to shit they'd say stuff to me and then i'd be like what and they'd be like oh on that episode and i'd be like fucking hell i don't remember that it's mad that you guys like obviously they're, they're fairly hardcore listeners because they've come out to see us live yeah but, like the stuff they know and like the amount of time someone would be like, oh, I just feel like I know you. Yeah. Like, uh, they, they'd always feel a bit bad. They'd be like, oh, I don't want to sound weird, but I feel like I know you. And I go, well, you do know you me. You do. You do. You literally do yeah. know me. You know me. I speak to, in a way, even though I'm speaking to you, they're listening to this right now. I'm speaking to them more than I speak to some of my best mates. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll know a lot more than like, I'll tell my best mates because I, I won't feel like I need to go to a mate and tell them a story about what happened last week. Yeah. But then I'll come on here and chat shit and then they know that. But that's why the all, I've seen a little bit of criticism it's only from a select few about the all caught up sometimes they say they're too long sometimes they say they're too short and that's different strokes for different folks that's fine this is not not an ep where i'm gonna pretend to be angry at that like i don't care but we're almost doing them for each other just as much as we are for the listener yeah so 
if something mundane's happened, I find that funny. Like I know, to to hear about Robbie's bin bag breaking in his house or something like, and soup going on the floor. Like we, you've got to remember as well, we don't see each other that much outside no. of the studio. We obviously have with the tour. It's been every day, but um, in our normal lives. Because we see each other once or twice a week for this, we don't really need to see each other. We've got other commitments going on. Yeah. And stuff. So when we get together, the all caught ups, we find them interesting. And sometimes they might overrun. Sometimes they might not be long enough. But that's just because we're just being honest and we're just having a chat. And it is, it literally is just mates catching up. So, um, yeah, to, to echo what you said, Stevie, like if you feel like you know us, you do know us. I'm very unfiltered. Some of the <laughs> shit I come out with, probably a bit too much of an open book but yeah um i can't really remember what the question was but it was when do you boys think the podcast will end uh I, i'd say we've at least got we, we we've got we've got loads of years left in us i, I still want to keep doing it uh there are different avenues as well like we love being part of the spotify team like that's that's a great fun um they've, they've allowed us to do a lot of fun stuff we'll be sort of heading overseas at some point this year as well for some sort of uh, far away episodes, uh, so to speak. But if the day ever comes where Spotify feel they, they don't want us anymore or we feel like they're not working for us, we have other avenues to explore and different spin-offs we could do and stuff like that. So I really want to keep it going as long as I can and I'm pretty sure you do as well. Yeah, well, as, as, as things stand, there is no end to the podcast. No end. But we aren't stupid enough to think it's a forever thing. Robbie will die before this ends. He's already dead. <laughs> And that's a wrap, folks. (laughs) James Simpson, 115, says, this is a good one for you, Jack, can you give us one last update on Peter Blexley or has the communication fully stopped? (sighs) Where to start with Blecko? I think you'll need to explain. So Peter Blexley is, for anyone who hasn't listened to his episodes, he's been on three times, I believe. He's been on three times. So Peter Blexley in the podcast world is... um, a guest that does the rounds a lot. He goes on a lot of podcasts. He's been on James English, I believe. He's been on. He's been on loads. And we. I'm not saying we were the first podcast he did because I'm sure he did. Oh yeah, w- before that. But arguably one of the first big ones he did. Now I could sit here and blow our own trumpet and be like, with this massive podcast, we get these numbers. We boosted his profile. He was actually a fucking phenomenal guest for oh, us. Oh, he was as well. incredible. Yeah, yeah. Like it was a match made in heaven. It really was because like my granddad, he he loves what we do and he watches all the YouTube clips, but he actually found a way to listen to those episodes. Like he listened to all of them all the way through. I didn't even know my granddad could wear headphones. He's that old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like but he 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 loved the Blexley episode. So I have to start by giving Peter Blexley loads of credit. He's um a great storyteller. Even if some of them might be heightened or a little bit fabricated, which I'm not saying they are, I don't know, right? Yeah. But you would think, because of the nature of the stories, although he has lived a life, you would imagine some of them might be a little bit heightened. Shock, some of the stories I say are a little bit made up. No. If I say they're true, then they are. But sometimes, like, me giving those two chavs a lift, that's true. So I stress that that was true. Other times, like, there might be something that's a little bit embellished because it's funny. But anyway, so he came on. He was lovely um I'd, i found him through hunted you know channel 4's yeah. hunted he was the detective on there and i'd basically seen true geordie who um everyone will know i take a lot of inspiration from back in the day like to start the podcast and whatnot he had an undercover detective on i thought 
this guy's an undercover detective. Let's see if he's got similar stories. So Blexi come on. I think we all got on so well. I remember buzzing after the first episode. We were like, he's he's like he's so similar to the humor that we have. Yeah. Like, it worked. The numbers boomed. I never thought because let's face it, he's not necessarily a household name, so you don't yeah don't imagine the numbers are going to be there. It's not a Jack Whitehall or a Ricky Gervais, but there were that the, the numbers really were there, and so we invited him on for a second, then we invited him on for a third. I remember after the second time when he came on, we were buzzing as well. We yeah, went, oh, that was even better than the first one. I felt the first one we were very much all about him. Yeah, and then in that second one when it was us, we kind of made it also about happy hour a bit and we did like little games with him like where we pretended to be in like a questioning room and stuff so yeah. and i remember having a lot of fun after that and enjoying that even more than the first he was always open to uh to, to, to answer any question and i really respect him still now for the, the person that he is but august last year um he was tweeting quite a lot of stuff that i consider to just be wrong about police officers on duty, right? And, and and let's get this straight. It, it is a debate to be had, right? Yeah. It is a debate to be had. I am very much so. It to give you a, in a nutshell, it was police officers on duty, uh, LGBTQ plus marches, uh, maybe doing dances with the people that were there, maybe putting high heels on for a ten second TikTok video and stuff like that. And he was very anti that, and 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 I understand his point of view. Yeah. He's not. He's. He, I, I'm not saying he's homophobic or anything like that. His main point is like they shouldn't be fucking doing this. They're working. But my, where I'm at is, I feel that we live in a society where police are getting so far removed from us. Right. We don't feel connected to the police force and the emergency services that much anymore. With the stuff that happened, like all the stuff that's happening in America, we know how fucking corrupt those cops are over there yeah. with the George Floyd and all that fucking atrocious shit. And over here, like. There's been some appalling things by the police, like Sarah Everard and stuff like that, right? The police do not have a fucking good name at the moment. No. Right? And rightfully so for stuff like that, right? They should be fucking... They should be scrutinised for that for those horrific things. So these police officers that we're only seeing bite-sized chunks of, integrating with the community, um, the LGBTQ plus community and all of that stuff, they... For me, they're, 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 they're sort of bridging that, that gap that we're that we're sort of seeing. Yeah. You know what I mean, that they are, that's what I think the police should be doing. They should be making the, the people feel comfortable from all different backgrounds, minorities, any, anyone that needs to rely on them. They should be there for that. We're seeing a bite sized chunk. So we don't know if these police officers have been working their ass off all day. And yeah. they're clearly like, they're not on a call there. They're not like someone's going, please help me. I'm getting mugged in an alleyway. Hang on, let me do the Macarena. Yeah, because but... I, remember, I remember a lot of the replies being like, oh, there's someone getting, there'd be someone like a domestic abuse call that you could have been answering at this point. It's like, well, no, they're, they're on duty. They're, their job is to be there in case anything happens exactly. there. If there was a domestic abuse thing happening somewhere else, They'll be that's there. not going to be the police person, people who go to that call. Right. Yeah. They're already on their job. Yeah. They might be, I, I don't know how the police force works and maybe... Maybe that means that I'm incorrect in this argument, but I feel like that's a part of their role as well. Right? Yeah. They're, they're on foot, they're patrolling, they're getting involved, they're bringing communities together mm. in a time when we need it the most. Peter Blexey doesn't like that. He's on the other side of the, the argument, and um, this is where it all stemmed, basically. So I remember we saw quite a few of his comments and quite a few of his quote tweets before I ever said anything. Because yeah. I wanted to leave it, right? I've had unnecessary beef before in the past with the likes of Will N.E. and Calix years ago where I've snapped at something that I don't need to snap at. Yeah. But 
with this one, with Peter Blexit, it, 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 it said a lot of comments and he was voicing his opinion quite publicly about it. So this one on August the 27th said, we're here, foil pri- we're here at Foil Pride Fest dancing the Macarena to engage with the public, to show some support for our colleagues in Lynx Police. Happy Pride, everyone, celebrating this weekend. Fine, lovely, harmless, it is whatever. He's quote tweeted and put another twat. Enjoy your flaky meltdown, right? So he's very much of this. You're a snowflake. You're yeah, a snowflake, which is ironic, isn't it? Because the people who say that often get the most offended when you yeah, call them out on their. Yeah, they're being offended by things, something else. Right? So after seeing tweet after tweet after tweet, I tweeted him back. Now his argument is, why did I do it publicly? Because to his credit, he's he would be. He would DM me quite often. He'd ask yeah. how I'm doing with my mental health and stuff like that. You cannot fault him as that for that. And as a person, I still respect him today. But so I've tweeted him publicly, and I've never said this before. But the reason why I tweeted him publicly is because it was re- it was a relentless barrage that Blexley was putting online, a public forum, and I felt he was quite connected with our show because yeah. he's like he's almost like the blueprint for a happy hour guest. He's the poster boy in yeah, many ways. A lot of old school listeners or people who have been here for a while will bring him up as, oh, you should listen to this episode. Yeah. Like if you're trying to bring in a new listener, here's a great guest episode, Peter Blexley. Yeah. And although he is um, a, a great part of the show and something I'm definitely not embarrassed to have done, uh, the more this barrage went on Twitter, the more I... We were getting tagged in it. We mm. were getting tagged in it. It's nothing to do with us. Yeah. And we were getting tagged in it. So I wanted to publicly voice my disagreement yeah because he's public anyway so it's not like he's just dming me going do you think this is a bit nuts and then i've gone public he's publicly doing it <clears throat> so he's obviously shared this post another twat enjoy your flaky meltdown getting a lot of yeah, you're right peter but also a lot of people that aren't happy with it so i've replied proper gutted with your views recently mate in a world where people are rapidly losing faith in the police system for valid reasons such as corruption and killing other humans, I struggle to see how showing some compassion and inclusivity could ever be seen as a bad thing, right? I think that's a fine response. Yeah, yeah I think so. I've not gone, you're a dickhead, fuck off, you're never coming back on the pod again. I've not called him homophobic. Yeah, you've not gone at him at all. You've just explained the positive side of what he was against. Yeah, and, and also I want to put it on record, I don't think he is homophobic. No. Right? He's sharing very specific events there which could be deemed as that but from meeting him he is a nice man yeah, i don't think like i don't think he is i don't think he is um so, so I'm, i was very very safe not to say that then he's replied dear jack i stopped giving a toss about what you think the minute you started taking money to promote gambling it's straight on the defense straight on the defense i heard him say recently on a podcast with these guys um that it had a few beers when he said this, and I agree, beers and social media doesn't mix, don't mix well. No. Um, so this is in reference to my eight 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 poker deal, right? And I've spoken about it before. I'm going to keep this very short because I will continue to take that deal. I will not take deals with book bookmakers uh, and casinos and slots. Poker for me, there is an element of gambling. Of course, there is. You can play it for free, and also it's a very skill based game. So the better you get at that the more chance you have of winning. We play a lot as friends. I go to Vegas and I play. I I love the game of poker, right? If you if you disagree, completely fine. But I'm still going to stand by that. I am not going to cave to that. So 
my response was, you repeatedly asked me to come back on two times since I started with 888 Poker, so that's not true, because yeah. I feel like he's trying to take the moral high ground here. And then I said, also for an ex-cop that drunk drove to a random woman's house and entered her porch stark naked, which is a story that he told us on the pod, said you have a lot to say about the actions of these other police officers, because I don't think you can take the moral high ground no. when you've done things yourself. Uh, and then it just sort of it sort of fizzled out a little bit there. Um I actually DM'd him in January this year, which is the first first sort of... Uh, so what's that, about four or five months later? Four or five months later, some guy, he emailed me and uh, he said, you know this Kevin Powell that um, Blexley's been on the hunt for? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had some kind of information on... He thought he had some kind of information on Powell. He he messaged me and said, do you have Peter Blexley's email? Like, I've got this. So I just I just sent him the guy's contact details and the email just to say, there you go, because I still yeah. want to help if I can in, in that way. He put many thanks, Jack. Right. And uh, so, and also, his response wasn't backing up his claims. It was just going, "Oh, but you've done something wrong as well." Yeah. So that so that was weird. Um, and then so so some 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 random person's gone mad to see such a good friendship going down the drain. Obviously, something happened behind the scenes, which it didn't. No. Um, he said it really hasn't. Someone indulged in a bit of like attracting virtue signaling of the highest order when they have could have picked up the phone. Now, please excuse me. Places to go, people to see. I said, ah, the old virtue signaling card. I simply disagreed with your point, Peter. I needed to do it public, publicly as you've been a part of Happy Hour and I wanted fans of the pod, and likely both of us too, to know my stance on the matters you've been addressing regularly publicly too. I said, you campaign for so much good, drug reform, that I am gutted with your recent takes. But as you said, you don't give a toss about my opinions and nor should you be obliged to. For your information, I'll always appreciate your time given to the pod and I'm sure we can hug it out over a game of poker soon. And then Did he, he reply? He put poker no, porn star yes. Which uh, is like a little nice ending but um yeah i hope that one day i can meet him and buy him a pint again because I, I i like him as a person he, and and i think we should be able to call our mates out on things that we disagree oh with. yeah definitely yeah um but this is the last time i'm ever going to speak about Blakesley on here again um but i just want him to know and the listeners to know that it's not that deep it's not that deep. It's a little playground. Yeah, they've seen it all. Everything they've yeah, seen is seen it. it all. There's nothing behind the scenes at all. Um, he thought I should have gone privately. I disagree. And we leave it there, I guess. Yeah, he unfollowed me on Twitter as well. Yeah. So. Oh, well. Don't know why I did. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the police. <laughs> I'm with you, Black. And them silly little march. Yeah, wearing your heels. <laughs> Do your job. <laughs> Shall we go on something lighter? Imagine if you were really right wing and then he just unfollowed you. <laughs> Fucking hell, Pete. Come on, mate. I think they're all a bunch of... <laughs> yeah, next one. Timely Radish asks, what's the biggest gamble you've made with the show so far? Mm, poker, probably. <laughs> oh, you and your poker. What is the biggest gamble? Probably asking me to do it in the first place. Yeah, that was a big gamble. Because you were not very online savvy. You'd done a few Jackmate videos with me. Yeah, back in the day. We did a song. But that was years before as well. This was, we're talking four or five years before that, we did mm. Hip to Be a Hipster. Yeah, you were working in Boots. I was the other side of the country as well. So it wasn't even like it was just someone, you, you knew I'd have to meet you in London each week. Yeah, I didn't know how good you'd be at talking on camera. I definitely didn't know how good you'd be speaking to 
to guests, to celebrities. I'd already dipped my toe in that water in, in a certain aspect with Jack's chat, and I did the Jack Mate podcast before this. So it was it is it, is, it was a risk um there was no real gamble because if it didn't work then it just didn't, didn't matter happen, yeah but it was a bit, bit of a risk um but you 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 absolutely smashed it i know the the moment the first moment when i was like got this right is when gervais came through the door because let's say you're the average person on the street who's not used to being around people like that we might have done daniel sloss and a few few people before that which are big names of course they are but um gervais is like a bit of a hero for both of us and many people our yeah. age um and we were driving down to london that day i remember we got the car and i was and i, I always get nervous before i meet him because he's a god yeah but um i asked you if you were nervous and you said you were nervous and that made me more nervous because <laughs> I like on the tour that I still get nervous because I'm kind of like opening it, sort of the show. Yeah. And then I liked asking you, I asked you and Robbie every day if you were nervous because you said no. And then that made me feel less nervous, even though it was still there because you're kind of like my fallback. If anything goes wrong, I can just be like, help me out here. So you almost need yeah. not to be nervous. Yeah. But I think you're really, really great in it. I think you're really impressive annoyingly impressive for someone who hadn't done it enough um yeah knew when to speak knew when to not speak um comfortable in pauses would bail me out if it was a bit tricky because i don't think this would have ever worked if it was like oh i need to do as much as jack if not more. yeah like oh there's episodes now still where i'll barely say a word just because it's not necessary for me to mm. i don't feel like like I knew there were times where people would comment on it and I was just like, yeah, but that's, it's like, like Mark Noble. Mm. I don't know. I've probably only spoke a handful of times in that whole episode, mm. but it's because that was like, that's your episode. Yeah. You could have almost done it just you two. Could have done, but that's not really what happy hour is. No. That, that but... would have felt like, that would have felt like, like a brand video. Yeah. Like... But I also didn't feel shit for not saying much. No. And I'm and glad I, you didn't. Because but... that's not the point of it. I'm, I'm there. I'm not a side part, but I'm there to aid a conversation if it's needed yeah and obviously i am involved in guest episodes more so now with like as we both have our laptops out mm. I'll, I'll ask questions that i don't necessarily need to ask yeah but back then especially with gervais i was kind of there just to be like oh here's a question from somebody who doesn't have a clue yeah yeah and then trying to add that kind of side of it but yeah that was oh yeah maybe it wasn't a gamble then but i guess the bigger gambles more come once it's successful so changing co-hosts is probably a gamble oh, th oh that is that is by far the biggest gamble because, because you never know yeah i'm alex was bringing a lot of numbers to this and i will always owe him a bit for that but um like the whole thing we don't need to go over it but the whole duty rhino like there was a time when it was like which one of you are not going to be on here anymore yeah like and and people loved him and people loved him and people still do love him and that's completely and utterly fine the, uh, you and him are polar opposites so it was it was what what direction are we going to take with this and i'm super happy that I made that decision. I'm super happy that you still wanted to do it because you could have felt uncomfortable. Um, every sort of gamble that I've made with the podcast and sort of like on YouTube really has paid off. I'm sure there'll there'll be t times in the future where it doesn't, but yeah, um, you you you've really come into your own with it as well. Oh, thank you. No worries. Appreciate it. I'd say pretty much on this kind of online world any change is a gamble because mm. people get so set in their ways with what they like as soon as you do something new it can be a gamble mm. like bringing alfie in for the first time you don't know if people are going to like him or not when mm. you've already got me you and robbie at that point yeah bringing anything in bringing a new guest in occasionally you're bringing in a guest and people go didn't like it mm. 
Like, it's every single thing we do is a gamble. This studio's been a gamble. Like, obviously, for us, it's perfect, but the online interaction is a part of it and the way they act. Apart from my house, this studio is the most expensive thing I've ever bought. And that's only because you got a discount on the teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, do you know what? It's so lovely. It's so lovely that from sort of both sides here that. um, So, Robbie was obviously famous previously when he was on soccer am yeah it wasn't when we met him but no it that had faded out but like my my sort of crew if i can say they're my crew you alfie um even fiona like like you're you're all people that obviously i i love and respect and was able to bring into my world and i i'm very very proud of that like i'm very proud that like you're now like a personality on your own like i, I was able to help with that but you've you've very much ran with it people it's I I I, lo- I love thinking that I was a big part of helping that. Yeah. But, but then, and and the same with Alfie. Like he was making his music and stuff. But everyone loves him in his own right now. Like I can't take as much credit for Robbie because he was he was about. But he has I have very much shown him this world. Yeah. He got into YouTube after seeing me, and I, I was always giving him a push. But as much as I can pat myself on the back for that, I can't. I have to count my lucky stars because every single one of you are so in, amazing in your own way and you you all bring your own roles and I couldn't do it without you. And I and of course we can do it without Robbie and Alfie because it is our show. It's our mm. show. But like they are they have helped elevate that to the next level. Yeah. Like, Robbie brings elements that we can't bring. Like um people now know our cat like I saw a comment on Reddit the other day that made me smile about why we can't do conspiracy theories anymore. And someone said, Because Jack wouldn't understand it, Stevie would shut it down in five minutes and Robbie would be somewhat willing to listen, right? And it's like you're already getting the character yeah. traits of us. Um but I just think you you've all added so much to this and always been so lovely and like not caring about the input and stuff like what i mean by that is like it is our show it's the it's jack and stevie's show but and then and then and then of course robbie as well and then alfie yeah like that's the that's the pecking order there but um when we had david earl come on the podcast i don't know if people know this or not but like alfie loves david earl he's a huge huge fan of chatterbix he loves the man loves joe wilkinson loves everything about it and then um I can't remember. Uh, I, I think I'm very much now of the opinion that three people's enough on a podcast. Yeah, I, I, I've always kind of... It can work, but I, I just think sometimes three people interviewing one person is quite intense. Mm. Like, and, and there's been episodes in the past pre-Robbie as well where like with, with me and Doody and whatnot where it would be a bit like we're kind of fighting for airtime yeah. where, and that's never been anything I've wanted to do. Mm. And I don't want to fight for it. And I don't feel like I have to fight for airtime no. with you, obviously. And I don't feel like I do it so much with Robbie, but then I've walked out of episodes before and I'll start to think, oh, Robbie didn't get much of a chance to talk. Yeah. And, and that's like, what I've always found. Like with, with like with the John episode, tour manager, John, jo- Robbie didn't really get much chance to talk. And then like, so I, I, I'm very, I know people love Robbie and they want him on the guest steps, but I think, I think free's enough. Like mm. there will be times when we'll have four, in there again like but i just think for now let's go back to jack and stevie and like and, and we'll bring robbie on for guest step if we've had someone on a couple of times or robbie can add something but this is why i wanted to say like 
I never, I've never really asked you to not be on an episode no. or just say like you can't do this one or whatever. yeah. The episodes I've not done in the past is because of me. Like yeah. I was in Italy at one point, so you did the episodes of Robbie and Alfie. Yeah, or, or if a guest can do this date and you can't do it, yeah. I'll still go and do it. But um, I called you up and was like, "Look, Stevie, I think two's enough for this. We're doing David L. Do you mind if Alfie comes on?" And then you were like. No, that makes complete sense. Yeah, because he, he loves Alfie. Traffic, loves him. Yeah. I didn't have to barely. I had to barely research him because Alfie was like, did it "Oh, all. does this? He did this. He did that." And I think that's that's fine. It, it, it say Alfie was my permanent co-host, and then Bublé come on. Well, he would sit out. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it's simple as that. So you've always been nice and respectful in that. You could turn around and go, "Oh, not really. I want to do it." In that case, I'd have had you both on there. Yeah. But I think it was for the best of the show that you sat that out. Yeah, yeah. and it did really well. So. Yeah pissed off at that actually yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think we've got time for one more i've really enjoyed this i've really enjoyed this so i don't know if uh you guys would like us to do another one we could even probably do another two of these episodes because the questions you gave were there's were so many yeah, yeah. I've, I've i've skipped a few that um, i think would work in another episode the next one's mainly aimed at me and it's a big question so we'll skip that i'll do a couple of funny ones to end. okay a couple of funny ones so would you rather fight 10 Alfie-sized Robbies or one Robbie-sized Alfie? One Alfie-sized Alfie is enough. He's like a little ox. He's turned into like a fridge, hasn't he? He's wham, as the kids say. Do the kids say that? Wham. George Michael. I'm never gonna dance again. All of the lads, all of the lads. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I was fighting with him the other day on tour, so like weird, play fighting. He's, I kept calling him a name, and he said, "If you say that again, I'm gonna get this bottle and put it in your mouth." And it was like this plastic bottle. Oh, yeah, that was weird. Yeah. So I remember just getting out of the van and just be like, "I can't be asked." So I just walked away, <laughs> and he was like trying to put it in my mouth, and I was struggling to get him off. And I'm a big, not hench, but you're, you're what six three? He's four eight. eight. <laughs> He's about five eight, yeah. yeah. You've got half a foot on him, yeah. And and he's he's like a little ox. Do you know what we used to we used to spar for a bit down the gym, and I, and I will say now, like I think I could have had him, right? I think I could have had him. Got the reach on him. Got the yeah. That's not a, a big flex, is it? Oh, you can beat up someone half your size. Now he'll fucking knock me spark out because he's just like I was trying to get him off, and the water bottle that he was trying to get in my mouth after him. I like, saw it, it was completely so crushed. 2D. It yeah, was mad. But as he gets, as he's getting all triangly and hench, mm. he is getting slower. Yeah. So this is where you take advantage. It's gonna be a worse footballer for it. Yeah. It'd be so a worse footballer for it. You might I, look great, Alfie, but you're shit at football. I love it, right? Because this this like Alfie's consistently been going to the gym for years now. Never posts about it, any of that shit, right? All right. But, well, if I go for a run, I'll post about it. If you go for the gym, you'll fucking post about it. But um he doesn't he just silently gets on with it and he eats clean and he lives a healthy life. He doesn't really drink and all that good stuff, yeah. And because I don't do any of that good stuff, when he does do it. I really give him shit for it. So I'm like, I get it. You've been in the fucking gym, mate. I'll get a life. Like, <laughs> get a fucking burger down, yeah. But I am really proud of him for that because he's really t- turned it round. So the answer to that question is that we would not like to fight any form of Alfie. No. If we can avoid it. <laughs> what do you mean if we can avoid it? Like, he's just going to start attacking you. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, we can't avoid it. Ten Robbie Alfies? I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I'd spot Robbie out. Flat. Yeah, I don't think he'd fight though. I think he'd let it happen. Yeah, it let me punch him in the head. Um, last one. One more. One more for the road. 
does Jack really hate urban legends that much? Actually, that is all we've got time for. (laughs) This has been Jack Mate's Happy Hour podcast with Stevie White and me, Jack Mate. The most honest Q&A ever, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Um, Do you actually want me to answer that or not? Depends what you say. I like doing them, but like with anything, I think, because you picked all the best ones at the start, we were left with the dribs and the drabs. It hit a point where there were three or four episodes in a row where even I didn't want to do it. But... Japanese ones I really enjoyed. Yeah. And listeners, I have a list of some great ones. Yeah, no, I, I like the I like doing it, but we ran out of good ones. If you pick them, if you cherry pick them, because we were just going, right, we have to do yeah. these now. So it's like, imagine if someone said to you, you have to listen to 50 Eminem songs. You're going to go stand, sing for the moment, lose yourself. Then by the end of it, you've got shit ones the ones you don't know exactly (laughs) yeah Yeah, i mean i think episodes maybe one to five or six of urban legends were great then they just slowly got worse and worse yeah and then i think japanese ones were great because i got to actually pick through those now that i didn't have to do america and the list of the ones i've got on my phone are decent as well so we will do one again soon and hopefully you'll enjoy it love it don't submit us any questions because we have saved the ones that we're going to answer uh i still haven't seen them but there's no point asking us more because we uh we've basically got the next episode or two planned how many more do you think we do one or two i there's over 200 questions there i didn't go for all of them i took like cherry picked out 30 questions thinking that would be an episode i don't even know if we've covered 10 questions in this love it another two more then we'll do another two more i reckon okay uh but even though you can't submit your questions you can Join the Reddit community, uh, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash jackmate to get involved in future video ideas, submissions, all that good stuff. Go to youtube.com forward slash happy hour podcast to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've just hit 750k, I think, or we're close to. So we're really trying to push that channel to a million to get a new plaque to put up on this lovely new set. Uh, We're on Twitter, on Instagram, and we are now uploading TikToks. Uh, Still can't get into the official happy hour TikTok, but you can follow at Jack mate on TikTok, which is just going to be a home for all your bite-sized happy hour chunks. This has been great fun. Thank you, Stevie, my friend. No worry. This has been Jack Mate's Happy Hour Podcast with Stevie White and Jack Mate. See you in a bit. Bye. All of the lights, all of the lights. All of the lights in here, baby. Extra proud of what you to see this. Jack Mate's Happy Hour. <laughs>